From the red and black, this is the front page. It's Saturday, September 26th, hours before Georgia football kicks off its 2020 season. This week, instead of a traditional X's and O's football preview, I speak with our editor-in-chief and football beat writer, Augusta Stone, about UGA football's response to the Black Lives Matter movement. Augusta's story this week details the program's response, and here we talk about how players have spoken out apart from their program and what that means. UGA and many other top programs have put out branded statements in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, but interestingly, players across the country are becoming more vocal. Clemson players were the first to see some of the widespread attention after joining protests in the wake of George Floyd's death. In the most concrete move in a summer of sports activism, hundreds of athletes in the Pac-12 signed on to a letter published in the Players' Tribune. The letter details a list of demands from transparent COVID protocols to image and likeness rights to racial justice. Unlike the SEC, the Pac-12 canceled its sports seasons, so the full effect of the hashtag WeAreUnited letter will not be known immediately. Still, UGA players like Monty Rice and Malik Herring have spoken out using their own platforms, giving support to social justice movements. While programs voicing their support for the Black Lives Matter movement makes it easier for players to speak out, the act of speaking out is still an interesting one. College athletes don't have the same financial independence as professionals in the NBA or NFL, and they don't have the protections of collective bargaining agreements. Which also means on-the-field activism, in addition to what we've already seen, is unlikely, but as Augusta points out here and in her story this week, UGA football is beyond sticking to sports. So what have UGA football's responses been to the current racial justice movement in the U.S.? Um, so when everything first started, uh, Kirby Smart, the head coach, came out with a tweet back in May um, discussing how uh, he was against racism. And then you saw the things kind of actually start to become actions um, when the season started. So first, um, Kirby Smart and his wife donated a million dollars to um, partially fund um, social justice efforts by the Athletics Association. And then they also had a team meeting instead of um, a football meeting one day. Um, this was in response to the Jacob Blake shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And they had like a three and a half hour meeting where people are just kind of sharing their experiences. Um, and I think it really stuck with, with Kirby and a lot of members of the coaching staff. They came out with a video on their Twitter that same day some very um, prominent players speaking out quite a bit, like Tyson Campbell and Aziz Ojulari. Um, it really seemed to me like they were speaking from the heart. You know, it wasn't, mm -hmm. it didn't feel like it was very scripted, at least for, for most of the part. It felt very real. And it was, it was really cool to see UGA kind of moving in that direction. And then also with the, the player rally um, at the Holmes Hunter Academic Building where they heard um, Hamilton Holmes Jr. speak. Um, and they released a video from that as well. But um, yeah, it, it's it's been interesting to see everything kind of come together and, and the team kind of showing solidarity for these movements. Mm -hmm. And that all, all of that does kind of come now at the same time as former UGA defensive back Otis Reese called out the program saying they didn't really support him in what sounds like for him was a just terrible time in Athens. 
Yeah, he he cited two events that happened during his time here. Um, the first, well, he cited them vaguely, but you can infer what the two events were that he said they were public events. Um, the first being former UGA baseball player Adam Sasser um, speaking, um, using a racial slur to describe um, Justin Fields when he played here in 2018. And then when the fraternity came out with the video that um, was very, very racially insensitive. And they, uh, Otis Reese said that they were never addressed in football meetings and that he felt like it was a sense of culture where he couldn't speak out on it um, in fear of losing his position on the team. So last, last season, the middle of like the 2019 season, he discussed in his statement that he asked Kirby Smart to leave. Kirby Smart um, asked him to stay and told him that if he stayed for the season, then he would approve his waiver to transfer to Ole Miss and play, be granted immediate eligibility, similar to what happened um, with Justin Fields at Ohio State. Um, And according to Reese's statement, the waiver was denied. So that's kind of where the main, you know, a lot of that came from the the feelings he felt from having his waiver denied by UGA after having these conversations and these experiences that even go past UGA he described some instances with um it wasn't specified whether it was ACC PD or UGA PD where he had felt like he was unfairly treated and there were players who actually quote tweeted like current players like Karis Jackson for example Mm -hmm. who quote tweeted Otis Reese's statement pretty much verifying that these things happened to players while while he was there um, and he didn't feel comfortable speaking out. And so it's it's a very interesting divide. You have UGA in 2020 seeming to be very progressive and on the forefront of the Black Lives Matter movement and the, the, the fight against social injustice. And then you have Otis Reese's statements from, you know, his experiences just last year. And um, it's, it's an interesting divide between those two, for sure. It's almost like two sides of, of the story. And what is UGA's response been to Otis Reese saying all this? When Kirby was asked in a coach's press conference the day after the statements were released, he said that he did not see any specific mentioning of racism within the program, which is true um, because the instances were all outside of it. Um, Reese's response in the initial, his statement was more about kind of a culture of not wanting to speak out versus um, actual racism in the program. So mm-hmm. UGA statement that they released that Kirby deferred to when he was asked the, the question um, said UGA disputes any suggestion that it maintains an unsafe, unsupportive or racially insensitive environment. So that was a part of the Athletics Association statement, just basically addressing the the race issues that were in the statement. And then they did declined to comment on the transfer waiver itself. Mm -hmm. And kind of like you said earlier, there's a bit of a dichotomy with how UGA is responding in like media and all that. It's very similar to what brands are doing. Like you'll see brands putting out messaging and all that. And people are kind of saying a lot of like, well, actually, but what have players done separate from UGA in kind of their own Twitter, Instagram platforms? Yeah, a lot of players have been speaking out throughout this entire thing through the summer, even before UGA really made it public um, with their video in late August. Um, Many players have been very vocal in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, including Monty Rice, who I spoke with his high school coach um, in the story. Monty Rice actually recently tweeted, which I found extremely interesting, um, when the Chiefs fans booed um, during their game against the Texans when they locked arms in unity. uh, Monty Rice quote tweeted it and said, shut up and tackle vibes again. So he obviously 
feels, you know, that a lot of people are stick to sports, stick to sports. And he's very much so against it. Um, Malik Herring also has been sharing a lot of those tweets on his personal account. One of the most compelling images was actually shared by the director of player development at UGA, but it was one of those photos that seemed very, it was like an iPhone photo. It wasn't a Mm -hmm. produced photo of any sort. And it was Monty Rice, um, uh, Robert Beal and Malik Herring at the event um, at the Holmes Hunter building in their black jerseys, um, raising their fists. And it was really compelling images that to me just kind of showed that this is so personal for so many of these players. And UGA's response, like as a team in late August was more kind of putting out on their main platform, something that the players have been saying individually all summer. As a sports journalist, is this kind of, is it surprising to see because collegiate players don't really have a lot of their own agency. And you see, I mean, now like stuff with the Pac-12, they're kind of figuring out something similar to like collective bargaining that you get in the NFL. But is it surprising from a sports journalist reporting on this stuff that individual players are actually speaking out away from their programs? It's surprising, but more than anything, it's it's very... It, it makes me feel very happy for the players um, because so many people, I mean, even in the comments of my story on Facebook, um, so many football fans out there and not all of them, but too many just really have the, you know, they're, they're out here playing a sport. Don't put politics in my sport. And the fact that so many of these players have felt empowered to speak out on their own individual experiences, to use the platforms that they have as student athletes, as you know, public figures at the university, everyone knows who they are. Um, to me, it's it's really nice to see that, and it makes me, you know, it, it makes me hopeful for the future because you think about Colin Kaepernick and everything mm-hmm. that happened to him, and I, I I hope that that doesn't repeat, and I hope that everything happening right now just kind of shows that like these are these are people first, and they deserve to speak out on things that concern them. Like Tyson Campbell said, this has everything to do with him as an he said um, as an African American man, and um, the fact that they are compelled, they feel comfortable, and that they're able to speak out to me. Um, that just I, I think that's really important, and I hope it continues to be supported by the program. And that was the front page. Again, special thanks to Augusta Stone for helping out this week. Head to redandblack.com for comprehensive game day coverage and everything UGA football. The front page is a production of the Red and Black Publishing Company, and we're sponsored by the Cox Institute for Journalism Innovation, Management, and Leadership. Thanks for listening. I hope you tune in next week.